Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the steelcurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview. You only see two of us for those that are watching live on YouTube or Facebook live. Uh, Brian Anthony Davis is out doing Brian Anthony Davis things. And so it's myself and Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? Not too much. So is it baby did a bad, bad thing? Is that what's going <laughs> on? Or, uh, I don't know. But no, it's it's it, we'll we'll get by with just the two of us. For sure, for sure. There will be a lot more dialogue and uh, less rambling, but still. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> ah, yes. Take that one, Brian Anthony Zing. Davis. <laughs> Zing, right across the bow. Okay, um, let's get to something. Before we talk about the news of the week, uh, before we talk about the draft and all the changes that are coming up, which is the crux of the podcast, Dave, why don't you tell everyone and remind everyone about the contest that we're doing, what's going on, and it's coming to a conclusion on Friday, so go ahead. Yes, hopefully everything is good to go um, with the Friday shows because everything has been good to go so far. Let's uh, ride is good to go on Friday morning. Let's, okay, let's ride. I'm, I'm hoping bad. I'm pretty sure bad came through with the final one. Oh, wouldn't that be terrible if everyone <laughs> goes to the final show and there's nothing there? But no, I I, I think everything came through there. The contest is for two tickets to the Steelers draft party on Saturday, April 30th. The party is supposed to start at noon, but they're my tickets. And as a season ticket holder, my tickets say 11 a.m. So when I transfer those tickets to whoever wins, they should still say 11 a.m., uh, which is one of the good things. And I have some news with it. With all the other things going on there where you can go out and try to kick a field goal at Heinz Field like I've been able to do. Uh, I can't do it on YouTube, but I could do it at Heinz Field. Um, uh, sorry, I just had to say that. And, you know, to throw the ball around, there's going to have some flag football there. There's going to be uh, Steelers legends there to meet. They announced a few of them today. Would you like to know who they are, Jeff? Here, Jefferson Hartman. Would, would you like away. to hear the guy? Yeah, um, they have uh, Mel Blunt. Good. Alan Fanica. Yes. Vance McDonald. Okay. Charlie Batch. Mm. Sean Sweesome and more. That's what they announced and today. more Ooh, and more. Dang. So, but I mean, that's already some pretty good Steelers yeah, that you got sure. going to be there. Usually they have them in the concourses where you can go and line up to meet them and you get a pick, you know, get one of their, their pictures that they sign. That's what they've done in years past. Um, various other activities that there's um, lots of like, kids stuff, like even bouncy houses and stuff on the UMP, UPMC uh, lounge level, uh, all kinds of stuff just through the, the stadium. The pro shop will be open. It's just, it's a neat experience just to be out and walking on Heinz Field. That's what I like the most is like, I went out and just laid down on the very middle of Heinz Field just to say I did. So you ever <laughs> laid down on Heinz Field, Jeff? Can't say I have. Yeah. So there we go. So, um, but that that's what the prize is. And when you're there, you're supposed to go meet up with my big brother, uh, Rich, Big Brosco. Yeah, does Rich have a Twitter account? Like how, um, how are it they, does. How are they... Big Brosco. 
Okay, so you got to find Big Brisco by finding him on Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah, whoever wins, I'll I'll try to reach out and and make a connection there. Yeah, um, and I don't know if we'll be in the live chat. Rich is actually going with uh, one of our uh, live chatters at times. Daddy's Kennedy's going up there with Rich, so it it could be a little BTSC party. But you had to listen to the shows, six shows, each giving you a clue. They give you. Bottom line is they give you a starting position and a year. And from that, you have to find the player and their jersey number. All we need is the number. So you're going to have six numbers. You got If you haven't listened, let's ride on Wednesday, the War Room on Wednesday, Steeler Stat Geek Thursday, what Ian's talking about Thursday, which was pretty funny, I have to say. I haven't and listened. Have, oh, really? Not yet. <laughs> well, they tried to – Try to scold me about an article on the site, and here it wasn't even me that wrote it. It was Shannon. Um, so uh, that's all right. And they actually played a clip from last week's preview where we were busting on them. Uh, <laughs> so that was in the show. But the other two shows are Let's Ride on Friday, and here we go, The Steelers Show with Brian and Kate. Oh, this my God. So make sure you listen to those. As soon as you hear that one at noon, be ready to, be ready to listen to that one right at noon so you can get that last number. Email that to Jeff at bngblitz at gmail.com. Yes. First one that has the numbers right wins the two tickets. Be caller number nine. After you hear <laughs> All right, let's get to the news. There has been some news, actually, on the Steelers front mm-hmm. this week. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, Dave. First and foremost, when you found out that the Steelers were returning to St. Vincent College in Latrobe, your thought was what? Finally. <laughs> Was there yeah, was there more to it than was it more to it than just the fan experience? I've never been to Latrobe. I've never been there. So for me to say, oh, it's just so nice to know they're there because when I went before, I know a lot of people had said that. That's not me. I just I want to see them back into that routine. I think you can get so much more camaraderie and 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 team building and everything else when they are going to be immersed in Pittsburgh Steelers 24-7 because you're going to all be there together uh, doing that. What's crazy is that right now where the roster stands, less than 30% of the players have been to Latrobe. That's incredible. Um, that's crazy. If, if, the, if the last, I think it's 15 or 16 spots – uh, that ends up whenever it ends up being the full 90 man roster. If they don't sign someone who's been there before, like a, like a Terrell Edmonds, then you're looking at under 25%. So you're talking about three quarters of the, of the team showing up there and it'll be their first time in Latrobe at St. Vincent's for training camp. That's crazy. I'm just happy that they're back. I just feel like it's so much of the Pittsburgh Steelers is tradition. That's a tradition. So they can get back to that tradition. We should go up. I'd love we should, to. We should make a trip to Latrobe this year. We'll, we'll we keep saying we were supposed to, and you bailed on us at the last uh, second. You're going to put that and, on and me. What was that? Twenty? You, that you did. Okay. You bailed. But you know what? I'm kind of glad we didn't make the trip because they ended up canceling practice on the day we were supposed to go. <laughs> That's my fear. Is it's the only to... one they canceled that year? What is it like? Three and a half? It's like three and a half or three Probably hours, something. maybe around like. But still. To drive all the way up there. And Google have, the beehive and then add another yeah, 20 minutes. There you go. <laughs> or, I mean, you know, what if you go up and it's like, oh, we're just doing special teams. Like, we drove yeah. all the way up here to watch so special teams. Practice. Yeah. So, it, there is a, a risk there. But it, maybe if, if we do, we'll let you know for sure. Next thing was the schedule release. Uh, yeah. Today, Thursday, the NFL announced at May 12th, which is a Thursday. Uh, they are going to announce the full regular season schedule uh, in the NFL is just, boy, do they know what they're doing? Like the, the, uh, the NFL draft will, the dust will be settling and the NFL is like, ha ha, another event for you. Here's your schedule. And it's such a big thing. I still remember the days when you just looked in the paper and there it was, and mm-hmm. there was your schedule. Dave question is what is the first thing you look for when the schedule is released? What's the first thing? Uh, opening week. That's the first thing I do. So just week one. Really? First thing I do is look at week one. Okay. Second thing I look for is the buy. Okay. Yeah. I used to always look at the buy first. That was the first thing I always checked. Now, as an adult, as a father, as a guy that has to do a lot of stuff for the website, the first thing I look at is do they play on Thanksgiving (laughs) and do they they play on Christmas? That's it. And I pray to myself, please don't let them play on those two days. I hate when Mm -hmm. the Steelers play on those two days. And I know I put that on Twitter and a lot of, especially folks overseas said, 
we love it when they play on the holidays because they get to see the games and all that. And I understand that this is just me. That I means we it. have to work on the yes, holidays. We literally are working. Like it, yeah. It's it's writing, it's podcasting, it's it's annoying because really all you want to do is sit to sit down and spend time with your family. So that's the first thing. The second thing I always mm-hmm. do is look at the bye week. And you know what? This just comes from my father. We always complained about the bye week. <laughs> what is the last bye week, Dave? What when is that? Is it like week 13? Uh, I remember th- oh, what was I don't know what they did last year. I know when Tampa won the Super Bowl, they had the last bye week. It was week four. It was in December. It was week yeah. fourteen. I, I you know? we used to always we would always complain. Oh, the bye weeks in week five. The NFL screwing the Steelers. Like that's I remember my dad saying that to this day when it would come in the paper. Oh, but, week um, three at times. Um, They've yeah. had that a couple times. Ugh. Is there ever a bad bye week though? I mean, there's always injuries. There's always a time where you're True. Like, oh, okay. But then also you look for where like where are primetime games? Yep. When they play on Thursday. When do they, you know, is that is that going to be an issue? I last year for some reason it stuck out to me when we did the show, the special show, which we'll probably do again this year, but because it's being debuted on a Thursday, it would be the Steelers preview unveiling of the schedule. Um you had said about the Minnesota game last season because it was Thursday night football coming off the Baltimore Ravens game. You mm-hmm. said this game scares me. And I was like, ah, it's Minnesota. It'll be, they'll be fine. And then it comes, comes around in the regular season. And you're thinking it's a little dicey, you know, this is a little dicey. So it's going to be interesting, but um, anything in particular else, anything else you look for in the schedule when it comes out? I'm a season ticket holder. I'm looking at all the home games, every home game. I'm looking for a good one o'clock game that I can go to. And I'm looking that I check those primetime games and I want them all on the road because primetime games at home are not good. Um, they're not easy for me to go to living so far away. So therefore the people that I like to, um, sell my tickets to first are people that I know firsthand. I don't like to just slap them online. I would prefer to, to, to have the experience with someone I know sitting in those seats. I, I, even when I'm sitting at home on my couch or sitting next to you on your couch, um, with, with games. I like knowing what player is or what player, what person is sitting in my seat at Heinz field during the game. And when, when they're primetime games, it's really difficult uh, for a lot of people to get there that don't live in Pittsburgh. So I don't like them. Um, I like to watch them at home, but I don't like having to worry about, am I going to be able to, to do anything with those tickets? How many games you try to go to a year? Uh, I, I go to at least two. Um, obviously I didn't get any in 2020. Uh, I went to two last year. I went to four in 2019. If you count the preseason. Um, yeah. So, and all four of them, the one was a four 30 game. The other three were all prime time and it was, it was brutal, (laughs) brutal. And 2019, that was the famed Buffalo bills game. Yes. That was the, that was the, that was the infamous spooning (laughs) incident of 2019. With one Brian Anthony Davis. Yes. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about some news. It's a little bit older, but Miles Boykin was claimed off of waivers. Wide receiver Mm -hmm. draft in the third round at Notre Dame by the Baltimore Ravens. Teammate of one Chase Claypool. Uh, When you saw the Steelers made the move, what were your thoughts? Um. It's one of those things that you thought it made sense when he got released for the for the Steelers to maybe claim him off of waivers. You just didn't know if they'd do it, and they did. So if you think about that, that was a name I don't that a lot of people had tied to the Steelers during that draft. Um, because I remember that as much as anything, where the next year people were like, oh, well, the Steelers didn't take Boykin last year. Maybe this year they should take Claypool. And they did. So I it's an interesting flyer. Remember, yes, it's 2.54 million for his salary, the way it's set up to be his the, the last year, but there's no dead money. If he doesn't make the roster, that's it's it's it all comes right back to onto the salary cap. So it really, to me, because there's no dead money or anything with it, uh, see if see if he's worth it to to stick around after training camp. Yeah, he's a, he's another big body, six four, I think two twenty something like that. And I know that Brian Anthony Davis has always said, you know, they need another Jericho Cotry type, which would be great for me. Though there's something about this guy, not so much from the way that they play. I'm expecting more of a Darius Hayward Bay, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. He is going to play special teams. That's something Jeffrey Benedict is going to do an entire article on in terms of his ability to play and willingness. That's another keyword, willingness to play special teams for the Steelers. 
Um, it just seems like a guy that's I mean, Hayward Bay was different story in terms of his pedigree, first round draft yeah. pick blazing speed. I don't expect much of him as a receiver, but if they could find a way to use him as a blocker, that's something that Kevin Smith brought up in our Slack channel when they signed him and his ability and willingness to block, they could find a spot for him for sure. They could find a spot for him. So miles Boykins on the team that leaves really just one gaping hole at safety as they head into the NFL draft. Good. Can I ask you something about Boykin? Yeah. All right. So he's college teammates with Chase Claypool. Yes. Do you see a scenario where that could be both a, where that could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing? How could it be a bad thing in your How opinion? could it be a bad thing? Okay. How could it be a bad thing? <laughs> you ever have that guy from college that was just when the two of you got together, things just were crazy? Okay, so you're talking about you're young and stupid okay. and in college. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I got you. Yeah. Um, we don't know the relationship between the two of them um, from college, but sometimes, um, well, what they call it on How I Met Your Mother, revertigo. You get around a friend from a long time ago, <laughs> and you revert back to a certain childish way simply because you hadn't been around him for a while. Um, I don't think that's going to be the chase. Their chase. The case here with. Chase Claypool, but uh, you also got to think, oh, well, there's teammates. It's only good things. Well, it doesn't have to be. Well, yeah, and there could be people on your team that you didn't like. That's, yeah, that's, that's also not we don't know if they got along. Like, not even off the field stuff, on the field, in the locker room. Maybe these two guys butted heads more than they did get along. They tolerated one another. Anyone that's played any sport, whether it's high school or up, knows there were people on your team that you just didn't get along with. Mm-hmm. You kind of just existed. You did what was necessary for the team, and then you went on your way. Yeah. <laughs> Every single sport that I've played, no matter what, I don't care if it was golf, baseball, lacrosse, football, doesn't matter. There were players that I was like, I really don't like this guy. <laughs> Can't yeah. stand him. He's a teammate, and I appreciate that part of it, but that's it. So, yeah, maybe there is some negative to that, but I would hope there'd be more positives than negatives. And this would be a situation where I think that we go back to what we talked about with St. Vincent College. Being in Latrobe and being on campus, you're inundated with football for what two weeks, maybe a little bit more. Oh no, it's uh, is it it's more than usually that? through the second preseason game, and they're usually a good ten days before the first preseason game. So you're talking usually about three and a half weeks. So three and a half weeks. I mean. Yeah, I, I would have I have a feeling that they'll they'll be able to figure things out by then, but we'll see. It's interesting. It's it's an interesting dynamic, and I'm sure we'll hear from Boykin at some point. Hmm. All right. The the headline of this podcast is that the next few weeks there's going to be a massive amount of change within the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Uh from a roster standpoint, with them adding um all their draft picks throughout the three-day process, it starts next Thursday, which by the way. This will be the last Steelers preview, Dave, and right because next week we'll be doing a, a recap show of the first round draft pick. So this will be the last Steelers. Preview. I'm I'm still waiting for the senior editor to tell me what we're doing. So the uh, <laughs> I'm going to be we, talking about the team. That's what I'm going to be no, doing. No, do I mean, no. So maybe the well, the podcast producer isn't here to to try <laughs> to tell us what what our lineup is for everything. Um, but no, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be talking after the first round pick next yeah. Thursday. Um, I assume it it will be us and I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. I don't know if excited is the word I'm exhausted. I'm literally (laughs) exhausted with the rumors and the speculation and the mock drafts. This is the burnout time. This is the burnout time. And even though the the Steelers made the playoffs, so we had an extra week of, coverage whereas mm-hmm. other teams were right into the nfl draft and i oh my gosh i i'm sorry i just i don't know how um, andrew wilbar and jeremy betts do it like I, i'm so i'm so burnt out from this stuff it's still the same amount of time from the senior bowl to the draft right the yeah, senior bowl was still the same time i don't know but it's just it's it's the takes it's the crazy takes it's the hot takes it's the oh my goodness there's no way that the Steelers brass did that much investigation into quarterbacks to not draft one. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Sure there is. I remember one time needing to get a new vehicle and I I dove into one specific type and went and test drove and did all the research and everything else. You know what I found out? It wasn't for me. Okay. It's a good analogy. <laughs> that's that's what it's you got to remember. So so yeah, they're doing their due diligence. Yeah, they're doing the research, but so many hot takes of all they have that's what they're definitely going to do. Just look at what they did. 
every all of a sudden everyone and I'm tired of everyone, even just fans. My draft board, my draft board. You know the great. I'm glad you enjoyed making your own draft board, but your draft board doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. The only one that matters is the draft board of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not a draft Nick. That's the that's the term that I gave them is is a draft Nick. Uh, but it, it's th- this draft. Uh, I want fans to remember too, and this is something that's every year, not just this year, that there's so much value in days two and three. Yeah, everyone wants to just focus so much on day one, rightfully so. First round pick, you're expected to see that player be a significant contributor in year one. Days two, I mean, day two, in my opinion, is the biggest day. You get two mm-hmm. picks, and they are expected to also be a contributor in some way shape or form the second and third round picks. Now, the only way I would be really upset is if the Steelers traded up and got rid of like a day two pick that would really burn me a little bit, but I, you know, that's neither here nor there day three, even Saturday. That's like a, boy, that's a crazy day. Um, for those that are wondering about the podcast schedule, we don't have everything ironed out yet in the past. We did a special podcast after the first round pick. I think Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. We did a, a podcast after the second and the third, and then a wrap up uh, for all all day two, and then I think day three we just did like a day wrap. I can't remember. <laughs> it was it's all a I lot know. of podcasting. I'll tell you that. All I know is that I did a breaking news audio only podcast after every pick that was that was published in less than 15 minutes after the pick was made. Right. Um, on the audio side, then we did a bunch of stuff on YouTube. Jeff, we were working so hard doing so much work. It, I don't, I can't, I can't even, it all yeah. ran together. <laughs> I did so it, many podcasts. It's a blur. It's a, yes. bl- it definitely is a blur. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of content. It's fast and furious. I would never forget my first NFL draft as the person in charge of behind the steel curtain. And I had spoken with uh, my superior at the time who at the time he's still with SB nation, but he, ran the chief's website and he goes, Jeff, you just have to be prepared. You have to be prepared. You have to be fast. You got to be faster than everyone else. And I'm like, I'm ready for this. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing that gets Ugh. your blood pumping. Then you have that tweet go across, whether it's a beat writer or whether it's the Steelers themselves with the 20th overall pick, the Steelers select boom, boom, boom. And you've got to get everything done as fast as possible. Get it on Facebook, get it online and boom, boom, boom. It's intense. It is intense. Last year, after I did the 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 pick, it was the Buddy Johnson pick, yeah. the the second fourth round pick. I did the breaking news podcast. I got that out there. Um, Jeffrey and Michael were doing the 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 YouTube show after that. I just hopped in there to talk to them after the show. So I, I'm down, I'm there. They bring me up onto the show. So I'm there talking to them. We go to finish the show and we all right at the end, we're like, uh Oh, the Steelers just traded into the fifth round. <laughs> Everything just broke crazy at that point. Um, it's just, it really is insane when you're, when you're trying to get the content. I hope you all appreciate it for us. It's a lot of fun, but it is so, so, so much work. And it's for you all. If you all don't like it, it's not worth it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I think people I think people yeah. would enjoy it and they appreciate it and it gives them a sounding board, especially those that watch live on YouTube or Facebook. Yeah. And also gives them an idea of, of the players that they drafted. You know, we'll be leaning on people like our own Andrew Wilbar and Kevin Smith and Jeffrey Benedict, the people that do pay pretty close attention to these prospects in regards to okay, so the pick was made. We know the position, we know the school. But what else do we know? And so there, that's when we'll be able to dive in a little bit deeper and hopefully give the fans a perspective. Uh, but there's some people we found out, David, my gosh, that they get their news from podcasts. And we never thought in a million years yeah. that people would get their news from podcasts and not the written word in that medium. And we've come to find out that a lot of people do get their news yeah. from podcasts. So it, we're trying to cater to everyone, and it's never perfect. But change is coming for the Pittsburgh Steelers after this NFL draft in one way or another. But then also in a couple of weeks, everyone thinks it's going to be immediate. It's not. It's the, 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 the new GM is not going to be announced right after the draft. If that's what you're thinking, 
I, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it's just, it's just not going to happen. They're, they're going to no. wait a couple weeks. They're going to do their diligence and then they're going to make due diligence. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yep. exactly. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting, but man, there's going to be a lot of change. Dave, this is a really pivotal off season. Would you say, yep. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like, yeah. I feel like, and I talk about this on my let's ride on Friday morning. I like the trajectory of the team. I said, this is the stock going up or down. I actually think as of right now, entering the draft, it's going up, but they still have some work to do for this to continue in that trajectory. Do you agree? I've been thinking about a few of these things, been dwelling on them, you know, just getting excited about knowing who the next Steelers are. And you say it's a pivotal off season. My question is this, what is it not pivotal? When you're, Honestly. Not to, when you're not having to replace a GM that's been doing it for 20 plus years, I or guess. replace a, or the, you know, going into replace a season a without your Hall, quarterback. Fame, your Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, last year, we're like, oh, this is a pivotal draft. The Steelers couldn't make all the moves in, in free agency. They're going to have to call on their rookies more than ever before, which they, they did. did. And so that was a pivotal off season the year before. Oh man. With the, with the, with, with the pandemic and the, and, the being able to do training camp and things like that, that you can't do. It's going to be such a pivotal off season, even with the franchise. Oh, and Ben Roethlisberger's coming back off the injury and everything else. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it is. And it definitely, definitely is. And every single off season is it's for a different reason, but it's always a pivotal off season. Well, in my so opinion. Let's it always go back is. to 2020. Every team yeah. was every with the, the, yeah. the protocols are in place. Every team had an even playing field. Okay. Last season, yes, the salary cap decreased, but a lot of teams were in that boat as well, where they're going to yeah. have to rely on making creative, you know, maneuvering their way through this salary cap decrease for the first time in NFL history that it decreased mm -hmm. since the salary cap was instituted. This year, though, I mean, you think about everything that we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about replacing or trying to replace your Hall of Fame franchise quarterback of the last 18 years. Like, that's huge. Then you're going to have to replace your general manager at some point. And some of us, sometimes I find myself in this mm -hmm. in this realm as well, where I just kind of like poo-poo the, eh, it's just, well, they'll hire Brandon Hunt or they'll bring in some, well, it could go wrong too. Yeah. I mean, the, you you ran through the list of GMs uh, on your Stat Geek podcast Thursday morning. And there ain't many. <laughs> what's that? There ain't many. No, but there were a couple <laughs> where you're like, oh, I remember that. That didn't pan out too well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't want to have yeah. that situation. You see all these other GMs and around the NFL that are there for a year or two and they get fired. The Steelers, uh, they, they are based on continuity and they're losing a lot of that continuity this off season. And I think too, when you think about Matt Canada and this is, if he doesn't get it right with these players, I mean, you, they, they put a lot of money into the offensive line, especially the interior uh, the, people would always say they, they need two things. They need depth and they need experience. Well, they've got both of those now with James Daniels, Mason Cole, Kendrick Green's going to be back. JC Hasnauer is going to be back. Kevin Dotson should be healthy. They have, I, I think, a, a pretty solid interior offensive line. You have one of the best running backs in the game, I still feel like, in Najee Harris coming out. You're going to have to get some weapons in the draft. But if Matt Canada, there's some pressure there. This is. This is an off season where it just it feels different to me, though, Dave. I understand what you're saying. Like every oh, yeah. year, we always say yeah, it's pivotal. It's pivotal. I guess it's a big word, but this this off season, maybe it's just me. It feels different. It feels it, very unfamiliar territory. Very unfamiliar very, territory. This even just quarterback difference. Yeah, throw the GM stuff out. Yeah, just a quarterback. If it was just one of those two, that's very unfamiliar, and it's both of them. So yeah, it's 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 it's. They're all pivotal, but this one is just in a yeah. in such a different way. You're exactly right. I didn't want to poo-poo on the whole idea of oh, it's it's no different than any other year being pivotal. No, it, it really is. And people have to remember whoever lines up as the Steelers quarterback in week one of 2022 does not have to be an 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback to yeah. think that you're gonna have that the very next game. After Ben Roethlisberger, and I know people will say I watched through the '80s. I so did I. Okay. Oh, I followed through the '80s, and you know what? With that and the quarterbacks and everything between Bradshaw and Roethlisberger, you are right. You are right. But to put, but you also have to remember sometimes it takes time to get the right guy. 
And for those people that say it's got to be in this year's draft, well, that the right guy might not even be in this this year's draft. Was well, it might not even be in next year's draft? You just have to be ready for when the right guy can be the guy. And so to to expect that that, that Ben Roethlisberger 2.0 is going to be the starter week one of next year, that's just that's just too much. You've just got to say, hey, could you get someone that can, with this defense, go out there and put the Steelers in a position to win and and get hot at the right time at the end of the season to roll into the postseason? That's all you want. And I know I'm going a little bit of a rant, but I also I was thinking about something yesterday. I was, what is it? You know, random thoughts when you're in the shower or something like that about about the Steelers. But you just have time to think for a few minutes, yeah. and it's you know. So many people are like, oh, the Steelers, they're so down on them. Um, what what was it on what Yin's talking about? They were saying like the Steelers in the AFC right now, according to FanDuel, they have the 14th best quarterback. I mean, that, that that's out of 16, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, and but Steelers fans are like, oh, well, Mitch Trubisky, when it's your team, you can see the potential of what could be in a good way. And when it's not your team, you could look at it and like, oh man, that's not going to work out for them, you know, for non-Steelers fans. But then there's even Steelers fans that say that's not going to work out either. But we have more of a chance to be optimistic about our own team. So the fact that other people that aren't following the Steelers are thinking, oh, they're going to be in last place in the division, that's because they don't see the the your dreaded P word of potential rather than um rather than how everything could go wrong. All oh, the Steelers, it could be a mess. You know, we'll see what happens. But if they are going to be a very different team in the in the coming weeks between the draft, between the undrafted free agents, and if they've then still got to make moves based on what they don't get done in the draft. Yeah, there are still free agent moves to be made. And that's going to come after the draft. It will come wait all the way till training camp could be all the way until roster cuts. Like there, there yeah. are still moves to be made. They will be made. Uh, I always write this in articles whenever they sign someone to their off season roster, the 90 man off season roster is fluid. <laughs> it changes a lot. <laughs> so it's something to keep in mind. Let's update two. The Steelers had two starters that were not on their roster at the end of of OTAs and minicamp last year, last year. So two starters. Yeah. They did not have Joe Schobert. They did not have, he started a game. Didn't I wouldn't. Well, I meant seasons long. Okay. Uh, And, and they didn't have Trey Turner. They started for the season. Yeah. And they weren't even on the roster until after minicamp. So you still got to remember you could still, whether that's good or bad is a whole different story, but there, there are still moves that, that are going to be made all the way up until the first official snap happens. Well, heck the Schobert news broke during a preseason. Yes. It was <laughs> against was, the Eagles. I'm sitting, sitting on my on couch. couch next to my brother watching that game with him. So we could go golf for the next day. And we're like, uh, is, is this, this really true? happening? Schobert's <laughs> wife is on TikTok saying what? Yeah, and of course, Michael Beck, he was right on he that. Was on it. With, with that, to, to share that with everyone. We're like, like um, oh, she's a great follow on TikTok. I'm like, <laughs> should we should should we wait for a better source? And then yeah, I don't they remember. announced it. I don't remember if we ran with it or not. Uh, I don't all I know was that they talked about it on, on the game. Yeah. Well, but it. but you didn't have the Pittsburgh no, or did you have the Pittsburgh feed? Well, if it's on NFL Network, you get a half of one and a half of the other sometimes, oh, okay. or they just do the home team, which I think was you, in Philly. So I don't yeah. Know if you heard it. So, yeah, I had to listen to Ross Tucker for four. No, quarters. okay, yeah, because you guys were complaining about that because he I was sucks. at my brother's. We were, you know, in the Pittsburgh home area, so we were getting the local right. channel. There you go. Yeah, that it was All interesting right. stuff. It is. So yeah, things can change. I mean, this change that we talk about in the coming weeks. I mean, that's not just leading up to the draft. It's not just the general manager. There's going to be constant change. Uh, let me, Dave, let's say you're, uh, you're at the casino and you have $50 and you have to put money down. I have more than $50. <laughs> okay. You have okay. $50. I'm not walking a casino at $50. No, but you're okay. placing a bet. Oh, you're placing right. a bet. You're putting the okay. money on who is going to be the week one starting quarterback for the Steelers. Who are you putting your money on? I'll put it on Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Yeah. It, 
I, I, it would be horrible odds because he's the odds on favorite, I would yeah. imagine. But still, I'd put people... 30 on that and then I'd put 20 on the Steelers winning the Super Bowl just to see what would happen. I do that anytime, any season I can. I just do it. They have great odds. Yeah. <laughs> if they were to somehow pull it off, yeah. you would make yourself a lot of money, a lot of money for yeah. sure. Um, let me ask you the, another question. This is something I asked Michael Beck on Let's Ride on Friday. I'm curious cool. to see what you think. What do you think the scenario would have to be for Joe Hayden to come back to Pittsburgh? Ooh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, it would basically, I think it would have to be that he decides he still wants to play, even if it's for the bottom barrel price um, and no one else is grabbing him. And if he's going to play for that little, he'd rather do it where it's familiar rather than somewhere new. You think that's injury, what it would take. Do you think an injury has to happen? Does an injury have to happen? Because you think about the no. roster, the way it's constructed yeah. right now with Witherspoon back, Wallace in the mix, Cam yeah. Sutton still Well, there. and that's like, I hear so many people saying, the Steelers have to draft us. Why are, why are you not having the Steelers draft a corner with their first overall pick? And I'm like, they have three number twos right now, if you think about it. And do you really think their first round pick is going to be ready to be a number one right away? It would be nice to get one for eventually, but then you're going to have guys fighting to get on the field. You know, throw Joe Hayden into that mix too, but uh, an injury would make it more likely, much more likely. Yeah. It, it wouldn't. It's it. It wouldn't be impossible without an injury, but with an injury, it could be a lot more likely. But who's to say somebody else doesn't have an injury coming up here soon, and that's where he lands? And I know that Hayden said, I think this was on Twitter last year, that he'd rather retire than play safety. I'm more wondering if he would be willing to play inside if he came back. Say, you know, for instance, would he be willing to play in the slot or play the dime and not necessarily be the outside cornerback? That's or, a very, it's a very prideful thing for these people. I mean, especially someone that the pedigree of Joe Hayden. Or a, just a sub package player, right. not out there all the time. He'd have I mean, to be that's paid what he, as such, though. He'd have to be paid yeah. as such. And that's but that's what he question, was though. becoming last year after coming back from the injury. Um, yep, that's right. what, really what he was with the Steelers. So he wasn't the guy that was out there taking every single snap. He, but at the same time, you can't say the man doesn't have value. It was, he was right in front of me coming up and tackling that ball on fourth down. Yeah. Against the Titans. I mean, the, the guy can still play. Can he, can he still cover deep, you know, just, just run with a guy with a speedster going down the field? I don't think so, but that's what happens in the NFL after time. But in other words, if Joe Hayden's going to still be successful in the NFL, he has to find, he has to be in a situation where he's just allowed to do the best things that he can do. And when that's not that situation, he has to not be on the field. That's regardless of where he plays. I mean, right. whichever yeah. team he plays. Yeah. All right. A couple questions about the upcoming draft. Coming up next Thursday, do you think that do you have a, in your gut when you're thinking about the the upcoming draft? Do you think the Steelers are going into it with the thought of trading up? Um, with the thought, yes. I don't think they ever go into it with the thought of that they're not. I mean, not well. I shouldn't say that either because they they could re, they could be going into draft and say, hey. We're just going to let it come to us. We're just going to take, right. you know, see what happens. But they have to be prepared if somebody that they want is, let's say it's someone who, who they thought was going top 10 and they are, might be available then in round. I'm not even looking at what teams are there. I know that's what like Baltimore and Cleveland are picking if I say 15. So I'm not necessarily meeting with teams. I'm not looking at that. But if a if a player is already falling lower than what they think and they don't think they're going to fall any further and they want to go get them, you have to be under you have to understand what you're willing to do to to go get them. Are you willing to give up capital this year? Are you willing to give up capital next year? Are you willing to do what has to be done to do that? And I get I could pretty much guarantee right now that the Steelers know what, how far they're willing to move up if they want based on what they would have to give up to do so. Yeah. They might already know there's no way we're going up into the top 10. We just, we, what it'll cost versus what we, you know, what we'd have to give up. We're not willing to do that. We're not even thinking about it. Um, 
I'm, when I say top 10, I'm just making up a number. Right. They might, it might be, they're not moving into the top three, you know, yeah. um, they, they know what that is, but at the same time, um, a lot of times they just sit back and let it come to them. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something I, there's so many fans that are so, they're so, I guess, I don't even know what the word is that they are so adamant that they don't want the Steelers to trade up for like a quarterback, for like a Malik Willis and you're entitled to your opinion. However, I think that if they are going to trade up to get someone, then I think that they trust themselves and they trust that player to be the guy. Yeah. And if that player turns out to be the guy, no one's ever going to complain about the draft capital surrender to get that guy. So yeah, on paper, you might say, oh, Malik Willis isn't the guy. Okay, but what if he is the guy? And what if you just found your next franchise quarterback for the next 18 years? I think that I would take that. Giving up a second round pick next year, sure. <laughs> or whatever it would take. I'm not sure if that's that's exactly it. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not afraid of them trading up. It, it, everyone says, well, Devin Bush in 2019. Before Devin Bush tore his ACL, I don't think many people were complaining about Devin Bush. May, am I wrong, yeah. Dave? Oh, there was a few out there that just don't like the Steelers trading up because they want them to do other things. But um, when you talk, if you're talking about simply Bush's production, I mean, you, you, if if you go back and give me his first season and a quarter, you know, that's the first four games of year two before the injury. I'm still saying, yep, worth it. Yep. Worth it. You know, now there's some big question marks. Those question marks could be bigger question marks after 2020. They could be erased question marks after 2020. We'll have to see how it plays out. But I'm going to say something you're, you might think is is. I mean, this is our last our, our last show before on the preview before the draft. Okay. So throw this out there. Do you see the Steelers trading up for a position other than quarterback? Mm. I actually do see the Steelers trading up for a position that is a quarterback. That'll be, I'm going to ask you what your prediction is, but I'll okay. hold mine for then. Um, I don't think they trade up for a position outside of quarterback. If you think about the positions of need that you're to me, in my opinion, you're trading up for a position that you feel like this is a game changer at that position. And mm-hmm. so we need to go get that player. Most of the positions are pretty deep you know, in terms of the draft, like mm-hmm. wide receivers, pretty deep. I feel like you can get a good one in the second. Um, for those that listen to my podcast on Wednesday with Tony Pauline of pro football network, he talked about how, even though the safety class isn't great and it's not deep, there is some really good value in the later rounds. I don't think mm-hmm. they would try to go up and get a Hamilton See, or someone like that. But that's my question. See, to me, I think where that you could see a possibility is with someone that you thought was going top 10 is then there and then there after 15. What if Hamilton, who a lot of people had top five, now they're saying, well, maybe he's followed, but maybe he's top 10. What if he's sitting there and makes it past Cleveland and Baltimore? Are, are you willing to say, hey, we can we can solve a problem where we don't oh, have to yeah. sign a free agent and all we have to do is give up something to move up four spots? For sure, yeah, you know, I'd make that trade. I'd make that trade in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know? What I, what's what I hate about the NFL mm-hmm. draft is that yeah, we can talk about all these scenarios, and I would say right there, if you're taking, you need to trade up four spots to get Hamilton under Notre Dame. Yeah, do it. Make yeah. the move. Make the move. However, yeah. so many things can change. It's it's literally like the pebble into the pond with a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say Carolina at six, they get an offer from the Saints, and they say we want your six six overall pick. We have two first round picks that we'll, we'll, we'll shop one of them. We're still going to have another one in the back end. And that changes everything yeah. because if the saints go up and take Malik Willis six overall, the Steelers are now like, okay, how do we value? Kenny Pickett? where does Kenny Pickett go to Seattle? Take a quarterback at nine, like all these different things. You know, it's one of those situations where you're like, okay, yeah, I would make that trade that you just talked about Dave. Uh, but at the mm-hmm. same time, so many things he could Hamilton could go 
third overall. Heck, you could get yeah. a Detroit number two. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's crazy. Like I said, what, I, my, one of my favorite ones was the was the infamous 2019 draft. I was like, oh, let the Steelers let the Steelers sit sit pat and maybe something, you know. And, and I think there's a decent possibility. I'm like, you might go a pick or two ahead of them. But I'm like, my pick for that draft was Clellan Farrell. I've said that a number of times. Yes, he went third. Right, I remember that to the Raiders, and I'm like, I remember wow, sitting there on my couch, okay. just laughing hysterically. No. God, Dave's guy just went third. No, and here's what's crazy: I'm sitting in a movie theater watching the the premiere of the last Avengers movie oh, with funny. my headphones in, listening to the draft when uh, in that draft, and I was like, really? Oh well, I'm going to go back and enjoy this movie. <laughs> I do remember that. But I mean, that, yeah. but I mean that that's the thing that's crazy. I mean, when when the Steelers drafted David DeCastro uh, at 24, they didn't expect David DeCastro to be there at 24. Yeah. But I mean, some of these they might have to look at it and say, "Wow, we could get somebody, you know, maybe they like Hamilton that would be a great strong safety." I know some people then the next best safety is like Hill out of Michigan. He's like a slot corner. Yeah. That's not really answering the question for what the Steelers need. That's just going to add more into the mix that he'll, you know, beat out eventually. But but I mean, I'm not I'm just saying it's not filling the same need. But let's say that you have somebody like like Hamilton and they think he's the guy. Oh man, you put him with Micah Fitzpatrick and we're set at safety for a long time. Then and he's still sitting there, then make a move to go get him if you don't think he's going to get there. To me, that's what they did with Troy Polamalu. That's yeah, what they, they did. traded up with Kansas City yeah. in 2003 to get Troy. I'm trying to think of other times they've traded up. We obviously know mm-hmm. Devin Bush in the first round, in the first round. Like, I know they traded up technically to take Mason Rudolph in the third in 2000. And uh, was that 18? Was yeah. that 18? Yeah. 18, yeah um, yes. Yeah. Yep. It was 18. Can you think of any um, any other time that they, when, when was the most, when else did they traded up in the first round recently? In the Mike Tomlin era, in the first round, Bush. Um, that was the. I'm pretty sure that was that the was first it. time under Tomlin. Yeah, in the first round, under I know Tomlin traded in the him. first round, because otherwise it would have been. Um, didn't they? Didn't they trade up for? They like, trade up for Palomalo. Didn't they trade up for? Um, was Antonio Holmes a trade up? Uh, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. So he was, but that's um, that's traded with the Casey Hampton. That was the only time in the Colbert era, right? That they've traded back in in the first round. In the first round, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just um, it's it's going to be interesting. Here's we all know. I know. I know we're getting along there, but we all know that exactly what happens for the Steelers is going to be. There are so many other factors out of their control of of the 19 selections before them, or even last. I mean, even some of those are going to determine whether they trade up, stay put, trade back. You know, if you had to bet, bet big time on them staying put, because that's what they've done more often than not. But there's just so much that could, that, that shapes everything. You know, if, if, if Detroit takes Malik Willis number two, you know, because I've, and honestly, that's what happened in the mock draft that Rich, Rich and I did on Big Brosco. Or sorry, Scobro Show, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> it's my own podcast. I don't even remember what it's called. But there's so much that could happen. And yeah. just think about this: How often are the mock drafts correct with the first five picks? Do you know what's really good in the first five picks? If you could get three out of five, that's really good. And think of how much. Even just what happens in the first five picks can change everything else in that first round. That's not, why we have no clue what's happening. No, but not to mention this year, there, there's no Trevor Lawrence in yeah. this draft. Like, there's no like, yeah. oh, this is when be the our quarterbacks first pick. are question marks. It changes everything. When the quarterbacks are, you, you know, that these guys are the solid guys and who you want to take, then then you know quarterbacks are going to be going in this range. When when there's a lot of question marks at quarterback, it changes so much. Yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. I, I keep mentioning that Tony Pauline interview. You can go back and listen to it was on Wednesday, and he mm-hmm. mentioned how he felt that quarterbacks have been overdrafted for well over a decade, and I believe it. I mean, when you think mm-hmm. about some of the reaches that have been made, and he said that in this draft class, in his opinion, only Malik Willis would be considered a first-round talent if they were in last year's class. 
I thought that was pretty staggering. So yeah, whatever. Okay. Prediction time, Dave. Next week, next Thursday is the draft. If you were a betting man and you go into the casino, I'm putting money on the Steelers take this guy at pick number 20, or if they trade up, you got to talk about that scenario. What are they doing? Oh my goodness. I really don't know. Um, I've, and I, because to me, I mean, look, even look at last year where the perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers at 24 was Najee Harris. Everyone was saying the match made in heaven is Harris to Pittsburgh at 24. Both of them just fit each other so well. Would anything have changed if Christian Darisol didn't go at 23? Who was supposed yeah. to go way higher? We'll never know. No. We'll never really know. We might right. kind of know, but but we'll never know. What if that player, I mean, now that the Steelers are four picks for ahead, what if that pl- player's there that you don't expect to be there? That's what I want from this draft more than anything. I want a player to be there that I didn't think would be there and the Steelers to take them. That's what I want. I want someone like... Like, I'll, I'll get there. I'm setting it up, Jeff. I'm not giving the okay, Dave okay. answer. But I'm just saying, ultimately, my my choice would be if somebody like, you know, I don't think Hamilton's going to fall all the way to 20. No. But let's say even someone like a, like a, a Charles Cross, a very athletic offensive tackle. I don't, I wouldn't want the Steelers to pass on that if someone like that's available at 20. Um and, and 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 other things. I know a lot of people are saying they want they would really like Jordan Davis. The Steelers don't utilize a nose tackle nearly as much as they did when they drafted Casey Hampton. If they're going to take Jordan Davis, he's going to have to just play, make sure that he's a guy that they are confident in that he can be one of the two DTs when they're in nickel and dime. He's got to be like he's got Hargrave. Be. He's going to be have, like when they drafted yeah, Hargrave. He'd have to be. He would have to be a Hargrave. He'd have to be an Alawalo. Because Alawalu's doing the same thing too. That's the type of nose tackle they've been having now because that's the way the NFL has evolved. I don't know if they feel that way. I was always, I was a Devontae Wyatt person, but now even though nothing's changed, even though the reports of the red flags are from two years ago, I don't know how the Steelers treated that when they started this whole process. For all I know, he could have been someone they weren't considering three months ago. We just don't know. Um, so that would have been my pick would have been Wyatt. Um, I know KT Smith is big on him, so I'm just going to go, um, total. Oh my goodness. I'll, I'll stick with Wyatt. I don't think they'll draft him because of that, but I'm just going to stick with it. Cause I don't know where else to go. All right. My prediction is that the Steelers <laughs> are going to trade up. Okay. And they're going to trade up for one Malik Willis quarterback out mm-hmm. of Liberty. And I'm going to be, have a front row seat of watching half of Steelers Twitter literally implode and annihilate itself. And that's what will happen. Yeah. The people and- will be so mad. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> the pick. Hey, I'm not saying that's what I necessarily want. I'm saying my prediction is that I think the Steelers are going to trade mm-hmm. up. Maybe not as far as you think. I don't think they're going to have to go to the top 10. I can see them trading up in front of New Orleans to try to get that, to get the guy. I, see, I still don't think New Orleans is going quarterback. I don't think that's what they did there. A lot of people are like, oh, they if you were going to go quarterback, but if you were going to go quarterback, you already had the pick ahead of the Steelers. You didn't have to worry about that. You didn't need a second one. Yeah, but I think so. I see that but New Orleans is going to have to think the Steelers might jump ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they have the, they have the two picks now that they can do that. So yeah, I, I just, I want the Steelers pick last year. The Steelers pick was obvious with that. It was Najee Harris, especially, you know, when Darisol went at 23, I don't know if they would have considered it or not. It was obvious that that was the pick. No one was going to argue it. I want it to be, I felt, I felt Bud Dupree was the pick in that draft. Cause he was supposed to go. Remember he wore he a red suit. He was going to Atlanta. Exactly. He was supposed to be higher. And I'm like, I almost feel like the Steelers have to take take Bud Dupree here. That would be foolish not to to make that pick, you know. And that's what I want. I want there to be someone there, but you're like, come on, Steelers, don't let that one go. Yeah, that's what we'll I see. Want. We'll see. It's going to be fun. Do you have trivia, Dave? I do. 
I do All have right. trivia. I don't. So this is well, a good this is good. Me to well, look no, like no, I, had to, I had to. I had to tone down my trivia. You can I say had... dumb it down. It's fine. Dude. <laughs> no, like, said I'm, that's not a. That's not okay, an it's it's draft, but this is more whole NFL related. I and I had no. way worse than dumb in my life. No, no, no. What I'm saying <laughs> is, I'm, I I, fr- I framed the question to where um, a lot of the uh, several questions. A lot of them are you get to guess at a number, so you don't have to know like a specific name or something. Something like that. Okay. So I was looking at the first overall picks in the NFL draft. First yeah. overall, since yeah. the merger, starting in 1970. The question is, how many Hall of Famers out of those 52 picks are there? Obviously, probably the last, you can even say the last 32, because no one in the last 20 years is a Hall of Famer, because it just hasn't been long enough. Out of those 32 picks, we'll even say, how many first overall picks are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? The 10. You're pretty close, but you lost because you went over. The uh, answer, nine. The answer is eight. 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 Okay. Eight Hall of Fame players. TB12. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> here's here's a here's a follow up here. Out of all fifty two, over first overall picks, how many of those since nineteen seventy were quarterbacks? Not the Hall of Fame ones, but how many out of, out of the fifty two uh, first overall picks? How many of them do you think were quarterbacks? Uh, Eighteen came to head in mind. Andy Vance like. Okay. Andy Vance Lake. Well, believe it or not, it's it's half of them. It's 26. Wow. 26 first overall quarterbacks, 26 others. You know how many, you know how many uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks you have first overall? Out of those 26, you know it's Terry. not more than eight. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw's one. That's one. You could probably name them. I probably couldn't. Uh yeah, you could. My mind's not working that well right now. Come on. Overall picks? I don't know. First overall pick quarterback in the Hall of Fame. See, this is Brian's wheelhouse. I, I don't know. 1998. Still don't know. Come on. That's so why don't you tell him? That's oh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Wait, okay, 1989. Yeah, still don't know, Dave. I'm not an NFL draft guy. Wakeman. This yeah, is one you should know. Okay. 1983. Never played for the team that drafted him. 80, I was born in 83, Dave. I don't never, know. never played for the Colts. Refused to play for him. John Elway? That was John Elway. Yeah, four. So, oh, so out of 26 first overall quarterbacks since the merger, four Hall of Famers. Four Hall of Famers. So when you think about that and you're – when you look at it, I mean, here's here's a, here's one more quick crazy number one. I got to ask you this one: out of the fifty-two picks, a first overall, how many of them failed at this time? Because some of them they still could. At this time, how many of them have yet or never made a Pro Bowl? Taken first overall and never made the Pro Bowl. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, out of how many? Out of 52. How many players? I'm going to say 30 never made a Pro Bowl. Uh, that, that, that means only 22 of them made the Pro Bowl. That would be that would be crazy. But no, the answer is actually 19. Well, if you think about it, that's, that's high. 19 players drafted first overall Yeah, never made the Pro Bowl. Now, two of them are Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow because they were the last two and then Baker Mayfield, then everyone else there has all going all the way back to then Sam Bradford. Okay. Um, Then you've got the, the, the biggest bust overall number one who only played three seasons in the NFL of what Ryan, no, Ryan Leaf. He was second. Um, second. No, it was Jamarcus Russell. Oh, think of that 19. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, the Steelers, you need to get a Pro Bowl player in the first round. You know, 36.5% of the time, the first overall pick is not even a Pro Bowler. That's a good point. Good stuff. I'm horrible at this I'm stuff. I'm done. 
<laughs> All right. Well, why don't you do your final thoughts and we'll call it a show. Uh, final thoughts are, uh, yes, this is the time this last week heading up into the draft. You are going to hear the hottest of hot takes because there's been so many takes. The only way people think that they're going to be heard is if to make it super hot and they're going to have to speak in absolutes, which drives me nuts. Can't stand it when people, Oh, the Steelers will blah, blah, blah. Will they? Yeah, you're really making yourself to look at like a fool if they don't. You know, I can tell you this. The Steelers will select at least one player in the 2022 NFL draft. Yes, that I'll, I'll, that's my hottest take I'm going to get. There you go. But you're going to get a bunch of hot takes and and everything. It's going to be, you're, if you're like me, you just want to stick your fingers in your ears until they are taking the stage to announce the Steelers pick next Thursday. But uh, it'll be a glorious thing when it finally gets here. Absolutely. Well, I want to get this on the screen here. Snowman gives us $5. Thank nope. you very much. He says, does anyone know when bad is giving out teams for the BTSC draft? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. No clue. So, no, um, yeah, ask, so. hit up uh, Brian on Twitter, send him an email, yep. do something. Um, so we'll see. I don't know, but all right, Dave, thank you for your time. Make sure you check us out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Wherever you get your podcasts, it's so much more than just our YouTube and Facebook shows. You can go wherever you listen to podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe and follow. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right. We'll see you next week for the round one recap. I'm pumped. Ooh. All right. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Stop and check it out.